Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all pushing higher, looking at records, at least for the Dow and the S&P. This update brought to you by National Realty Managers of New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, and Florida. Cash Flow Real Estate, offering safe, high-yield cash flow property units. See them at NRIA.net. Now, let's head right over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. Here is Bill Maloney. And good afternoon, Charlie. Like you said, main U.S. averages are rising right now with the Dow currently up 41 points. SB's gained three, and the Nasdaq climbs by four. The small cap 600 is down two points, and the U.S. 10 yield at two point. Six of the main 11 SB sectors are trading higher, led by gains in telecom, financials, and technology. Real estate, healthcare, and utilities led to the downside. NASA Biotech's fall 24, transports gain 8, semis climb 5, and the VIX is up by 1%. Leaders to the upside in the Dow are Verizon, American Express, and J.P. Morgan, while United Health and GE led to the downside. In other news, Best Buy fell as much as 10% as long-range outlook disappointed investors and Adobe, Bed Bath & Beyond, and FedEx, I'll report after the bell. Live from the First Rebecca News Desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Charlie? All right. Thank you very much, Bill Maloney. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg, type Squawk, S-Q-U-A-W-K, on your terminal. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Talking about Rocketman because President Trump giving his first speech to the United Nations this morning saying Rocketman is on a suicide mission for himself and for his regime. The president saying that in disparaging reference to North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. I want to talk about this speech with Margaret uh, Talov. She's senior White House correspondent at Bloomberg News, uh, joining us from the White House. Uh, uh, oh, and actually, forgive me, Margaret, you are in New York. Of course you are, so you can hear the speech firsthand. Tell me, how would you describe this speech from the perspective of other things that we've heard from this president, and how would you describe or compare it with speeches made by other U.S. presidents? Yeah, I mean, look, the goal of the speech was certainly to galvanize attention and to uh, put a, sort of a tougher face on the U.S. rhetoric from the podium there at the U.N., and um, it, it had the desired effect to uh, a large extent in the sense that it was certainly provocative, and many nations are talking about it, and uh, the reaction has range uh, across the spectrum uh, with some leaders like, uh, you know, the Israeli leader, um, very supportive, and other leaders uh, both inside the U.S. and in other nations concerned that this was uh, provocative and kind of meant to, you know, perhaps to prod North Korea or to uh, beat the drums for war. So it's a controversial speech that's getting a lot of attention. Margaret, is it a coordinated move? Uh, I saw some things on Twitter showing Mr. Kelly kind of, you know, wringing his head or covering it. I have no idea if that's a fair assessment. But I mean, is Trump team, Trump administration, Trump White House all behind what the president had to say? You know, it's uh, that you're right. That photo is certainly getting a lot of attention, and it, it, but it's hard to understand. Uh, they did not release advanced copies of the text, so it's hard to see to what extent, if at all, he veered from that text at this point. And I think, to some extent, this is how the chief of staff processes information, sort of quietly listening uh, to the remarks and. Uh, 
it's certainly become fodder for folks Curled who want position. to take issue. Yeah, yeah with uh, yeah, want to take issue with his comments. But look, um, the the president himself said he thought the speech went very well. The question, of course, is what happens next. And one thing to watch for is his messaging, if subtle, uh, to Russia, to China. Um, in terms of their next steps. Uh, Japan, some of the other uh, allies uh, uh, in the region, happy to hear him talking uh, tough about his uh, commitment to uh, support them and, and to stop North Korea. Uh, but uh, how far he calibrated this, uh, look, this is not, you'd ask about whether this is a typical U.N. speech. Uh, after eight years of covering Barack Obama at the U.N., it's agreed this was not a typical Barack Obama speech to the United Nations. Um, President Trump uh, wanting to see both uh, a more aggressive posture internationally and to also introduce the idea, uh, and this is a little bit different than the North Korea subject, but the idea that um, uh, nations, not international organizations, are the most important um, decision-making bodies in the world. Uh, and the way he tries to square that with the idea that the U.N. should act is that there are some situations, such as North Korea, Iran, maybe Venezuela, uh, Syria, that all nations should be able to agree on. But ultimately, mm-hmm. his his call for America first uh, is one that he very much uh, defended today at that podium. Right. The president's saying no nation can remain on the sidelines when rogue governments threaten war. Let's play a little bit more of what President Trump had to say at the United Nations today. The United States has great strength and patience, but if it is forced to defend itself or its allies, we will have no choice but to totally destroy North Korea. Man, Margaret, those are fighting words. Yeah, they certainly are. And so the question is, what does that mean? What happens next? And what's the U.S. really prepared to do? We may see some uh, uh, mo- you know, modified um, descriptions or demonstrations of this in the days to come. But it uh, it certainly ratchets up the dialogue and the pressure from some for some sort of action, um, possibly economically or diplomatically, possibly militarily. And that's what the president precisely intended to do with those comments. So he's got uh, to some extent, the, the world is the edge of their seat. Uh, and to some extent, um, you saw folks leave that room early. The, you saw a North Korean official who was uh, there ahead of his remarks uh, uh, vacate that seat later on. Um, Iranian officials also uh, stepping, you know, out to show their displeasure. So, um, look, a lot of questions and and certainly that was the intention of the speech for him to make a splash, get his point across and have the world asking, what does he really mean and what's he prepared to do about it? He certainly did seem to be, from the tone of his voice, working off a script. We've heard him when, when he's not, and that's not what he sounds like. Yeah, uh, the, the, what the White House had told us in the days uh, leading up to this speech is that he had poured over uh, the text to get his wording exactly right, that he wanted to calibrate his words precisely and that uh, to expect him to be reading from the script. Uh, but again, uh, very frustrating for political reporters who are used to seeing the text in advance. We did not get to compare the prepared text to uh, uh, to the speech as delivered. So, Surely um, that's by design. I think this will be a we have reporting line uh, you know, to follow. Oh, yeah. Margaret, got to ask you 15 seconds. Um, ha- did this speech create respect among global leaders for President Trump? Just wow, quickly. That's a loaded question, right? Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, it, it got world leaders' attention. Many world leaders are pushing back already, some directly, some more subtly. Uh, Macron, one of the president's most important allies, seeming mm. to take issue with his conception of the U.N. versus individual states.
All right, we got to run. Hey, Margaret, I uh, always love your observations. Thank you so much. Margaret Tollov, Senior White House Correspondent at Bloomberg News, of course, in New York for the U.N. sessions. President Trump said to have warned the Saudis, uh, UAE on Qatar military move, United Arab Emirates he's talking about. We'll have a little bit more on that uh, and flesh that out for you. You're listening to Bloomberg Radio.